Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey there and welcome to Tech Stuff. I'm Jonathan Strickland and today I'm going to talk about how Periscope works. And a few of you are actually watching this live, which means you get to see what I'm saying before this podcast goes live. So if you're listening to this on your little podcast tracker, just know you had the opportunity to see the magic as it was happening. But you can talk to the people who were there and they'll tell you the story. Anyway, really, today's episode is about Periscope and another app called Meerkat and to a wider extent, the trend toward live streaming in general. So live streaming has been around for a while. It's not that new. Um, and it's been growing in popularity for quite some time. And in some circles, it's kind of old news. There were a lot of early examples like Ustream and Justin TV, which I've talked about before on Tech Stuff. And those allowed users the chance to broadcast using a simple setup of a computer, a microphone, a webcam. And as long as you had a good Internet connection, you were good to go. Then came Twitch. Twitch is really, I, I think we have to thank Twitch for truly bringing live streaming to a new level. It started off as kind of a spinoff of Justin TV, but it went on to be so incredibly successful that it eclipsed Justin TV. It got way bigger. 
And eventually it replaced it completely. Justin TV went away. Twitch stayed. Twitch is a service designed to allow gamers to stream their gaming activities live to an audience. And gamers can use various setups to broadcast not only the game they're playing, but a video of themselves as they play it. Very popular service out there. At the same time, there were video calling services that became popular, stuff like Skype, FaceTime, Google Hangouts, all of these making it easier to use a mobile device to do a live video call with someone else. And you could do a live broadcast hangout from Google to stream through YouTube if you wanted to. But there wasn't really a streamlined way to use a mobile device to live stream content to a broad audience. It just wasn't easy. So back in 2013, there was a man named uh, Kaven Bikor who was traveling to Istanbul. And at the time, he was the general manager and senior executive of Blackboard Mobile. He had become a member of the senior executive team after his company, Terribly Clever Design, had been acquired. And his interest up to that point had been in developing apps that made it easy for students and faculty to access and use campus data. Also, around that time, Istanbul was not a terribly safe place to be. There were these escalating political protests. They were getting violent. They were going on in the city. And he wanted to know if these protests were happening in geographic regions close to where he was planning on staying when he traveled to Istanbul. And he was having trouble finding that information online in news outlets. He said that they moved too slowly. They were too general. They weren't specific enough. He wanted to be able to look in on very particular places within Istanbul. And he used Twitter to keep an eye on the situation in real time, but found himself wishing that there was some way he could view live video of the scene from there. You know, you could watch recorded video after it had been uploaded and processed, but by then it's it's pretty late. So after all of that, knowing that tons of people have smartphones, tons of people have the ability to shoot video and record video, why not have a live streaming app that combines something like a video recording program with a video calling service and make it live streaming? So he would go on to partner with a guy named Joe Bernstein to create such an app. Now, they knew that it would need to give people the opportunity to turn a phone into a camera and broadcast that live across the internet. They also saw the need to make the experience interactive rather than a simple stream to viewer experience. So they also knew that the experience needed to be interactive and not just a simple stream to viewer experience. So for example, I'm streaming right now on Periscope as I record this and I can look on my app and see responses. I can see people chatting about what's happening. I can see people giving me hearts if they enjoy it. And as, uh, as people are saying, it's awesome. And howdy back, UPS Shaggy. So anyway, these two envision an app that would allow people to share anything from an historic event unfolding in real time to just simple everyday activities of their daily lives. They also wanted to include features that would allow viewers to interact in some way by giving feedback or questions or just generally expressing love for what's going on. So the two founded Periscope in February 2014. And what's the first thing you do when you found a new internet startup company? That's right. You beg for money. They sought a round of seed investment from angel investors, which included Scott Belsky of Adobe, and they raised a few million bucks to start off. Now, their pitch included describing Periscope as being similar to teleporting to a distant location to see what is going on at that exact moment. And it held a little bit more of a 
exciting prospect than just watching a pre-recorded video. You could actually be there live while it's happening. Now, in late 2014, they met with Jessica Verrilli, the director of corporate development and strategy for Twitter. And Verrilli was impressed and introduced them to Twitter CEO Dick Costolo and Twitter co-founder Jack Dorsey, who were in turn also impressed. So this goes on. They end up having a great conversation. And before long, Twitter makes an offer to buy Periscope to acquire the company. And apparently some other entities were also interested in buying Periscope. So that helped push up the price. The founder said that it was a fortuitous timing. The amount itself was not made public, but a lot of early reports said it was somewhere in between 75 and 100 million dollars. So not chump change. Periscope accepted Twitter's offer and the company was acquired in January 2015, but Twitter kept it quiet for a little bit longer for reasons I will get into in a moment. Let's just say it was a gotcha kind of approach. CNET reported that according to a regulatory filing, Twitter had spent $86.6 million total on two acquisitions. That was Periscope as acquisition number one and a social media startup company called Niche or Niche, if you prefer. And people at Niche said the purchase was about $30 million for their company. So that had put Periscope at around $56 million or so. So less than what some reports were saying. And honestly, there are a lot of different accounts for this and it hasn't been made completely public. So somewhere between $56 million and $100 million. That's a small margin of error, right? Anyway, another live streaming app was getting a lot of buzz right around spring of this year called Meerkat. So Meerkat launched in late February 2015, and it was built by a group called Life on Air Incorporated. Uh, that was a team headed by Ben Rubin. And Meerkat was leveraging Twitter's social graph. So you could sign into Meerkat through Twitter and access your followers that way. Followers could get alerts whenever you were going live on Meerkat. They could comment on videos, but those video, those comments were going through Twitter. So actually the comments on Meerkat would get published onto Twitter to everybody, not Everyone was crazy about that. Meerkat made a particularly big splash at a little event called South by Southwest. And if you're not familiar with South by Southwest, it's a gigantic festival that takes place in Austin. It incorporates music and movies and what they call interactive or Internet-based uh, uh, stuff. A lot of startup companies end up using South by Southwest as a place to either launch a new product or to announce new features to existing products. It's really a place, if you are going to interactive, it's really a place for you to network, literally to meet other people and convince them that your stuff is the important stuff and that people should really pay attention to you. It's If you can get people on board with your product at South by Southwest, that usually spills over to a lot of attention immediately following it. Running a business is no cakewalk. There is a ton to keep track of employees to keep happy, spending to control, travel to plan, and on top of it all, nobody knows exactly what the future holds. Your finance team always has to be ready to change. But with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is, experience. 
and you can finally say goodbye to the costly mistakes and risks that come from manual work and spreadsheets. So, while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. So Meerkat raised about $12 million in March 2015, but that same month, that's when Twitter announced that it had purchased Periscope. It had done that back in January, but kept it quiet until March. And I think a big reason for it was to steal a lot of thunder from Meerkat. Twitter also did something else that some people thought was kind of dirty pool. Twitter cut the social graph access off of Meerkat. So Meerkat had been depending upon Twitter to use uh, that that platform to leverage the value of their service. And now Twitter's saying, yeah, you know, we're going to come out with our own now, so you don't get to do that. And that caused a bit of a stir. So Meerkat and Periscope do similar things. They both allow users to live stream from their mobile devices and both allow followers to watch and comment on them. But Meerkat's comments at the time all went through Twitter, so some people would be reluctant to comment on a video as it's happening because they know that the entire world could see the messages. And Meerkat's broadcasts, at least at first, were truly live. So if you missed it, they were gone. You had no opportunity to see that stuff. You had to be there. Uh, now you can use some additional tools to expand Meerkat's features so that you can watch videos after they've happened or you can comment outside of Twitter. You can actually comment within Meerkat itself. But at the time, that was not the case. Periscope, when it launched, had a few more bells and whistles. Uh, so let's talk about what the app looks like and what its features are. So this is going to be really boring to the people who are watching right now because you already know you're doing it. But for everybody else, here's what Periscope's all about. Oh, and by the way, TechCrunch really dissed Meerkat when it came out. TechCrunch called it a roughshod app built in 10 days. Ouch. Uh, in fact, it took about eight weeks, according to Ruben, to build it. But still, 
And it took years of develop, development beyond that. So let's talk about Periscope, what it looks like, and the features it has. Uh, first, obviously, the most important thing is you can live stream from your mobile device. Uh, you can do this to the general public, like I am doing right now. Anyone who has a link to that Periscope can see what you are doing. Or you can broadcast to just your followers or a subset of your followers. Viewers can watch live streams on computers, but if they do that, they can only be passive viewers. There's no interactivity built into the browser version of Periscope right now. If you want that interactivity, you have to download the app to your smartphone. And if you watch a live stream through the Periscope app, you can interact by chatting or you tap the screen and that sends hearts. Now, the hearts show up on screen. Can anyone can anyone send me some hearts while I talk about this? That would make me feel better. Uh, but the hearts show up on screen and indicate that people are enjoying what they see. Hearts have also come into play in rankings. So accounts that get a lot of hearts get more visibility in the Periscope app. Uh, when you start looking for Periscopes to watch, the ones that accumulate a lot of hearts are the ones that go to the top of those lists. I am so far behind the leaders in this space that unless you just obsessively tap the screen every time I go on Periscope, I won't ever show up on that list, which is okay. And unlike Meerkat, the chatting doesn't go to Twitter. All of that chat remains in the Periscope app, so you don't have to worry about broadcasting your questions or comments to the whole world. It's just the people who are watching. Uh, although if you do watch the video stream after it goes offline then you still have that issue. Oh, and I, I see that I'm stuttering a bit on mine, so that's fun. Once a stream is done, it stays available for 24 hours before disappearing. So you can save a stream to your mobile device if you have enough storage on your device to, to do that. And then you could upload it to, to YouTube or some other service if you wanted to. Now, if you haven't downloaded the Periscope app, you probably aren't really aware of how it looks or or... You know, what it looks like, rather, or how it works. Uh, first, you have to download the app and install it, obviously. That's your first step. And then you have to sign into Periscope. You can do that either by using your Twitter handle and password or through your phone number. So if you don't have Twitter, you don't, you don't have to have it to use Periscope. It's just uh, a lot of the functionality will be taken out if you don't have Twitter. So I'm going to concentrate on the Android version because I own an Android phone. So uh, that's what I'll be talking about. But the iOS one is very similar. It's the same features. I just can't necessarily say the layout is exactly the same. They may be slightly different. But uh, on the Android version, you've got three icons at the top left of the screen when you log in. Uh, one lists any live streams from the folks you follow on Periscope. Uh, it also lists any streams from the past 24 hours that came from those accounts, including your own. Then there's a globe icon that let, that lists the live streams from around the world that you might be interested in. And then there's a little cluster of people icon, uh, that lists the people you follow on Twitter who are also on Periscope, so you can follow them on Periscope as well, uh, assuming you logged into Periscope through Twitter, that is. And under that list, uh, of, of the folks you know is a list of the most loved accounts, and those are the accounts that have accumulated the most hearts. That's the list I'm never, ever going to be on. Now, in the upper right corner of the people page is a link to your account. So you can click on that and see how you stack up. Like, how many people do you follow? How many people follow you? How many hearts have you accumulated? Uh, as of this recording right now, this is my third Periscope broadcast I've ever done. And before I started recording, I had around 150 followers and just over 800 hearts. So we'll see how many I have at the end. Uh, probably not that many more. Uh, but that's... That, that tells you I'm at 800. The top 
periscopers have millions and millions of hearts. So I'm not in that league. There's also a camera icon on the screen, and that initiates the live stream. So if you touch that icon, it'll prompt you to make a few more choices. One thing is you can set the live stream to either public or private. A private live stream can go out to all your followers or just specific people you designate. So I could do a Periscope live stream to a single person if I wanted to. Uh, and it won't all show up to the public. They won't be able to view that stream. Uh, at least the video stream won't show up to the public. There was a problem in Periscope's early design that involved Twitter and private video titles. So if the Twitter option was on and you created a private event, the title of the stream would get tweeted out. Only the people you authorized would actually be able to watch the stream, but the title went to everyone. So if you made a title that was oh, raunchy or you know you were making an insult or something and you thought it was funny because only the people who were following you were going to see it, here's the problem. It would go out on your Twitter feed if you had that activated and everyone would see the title. They couldn't see the video, but they would know what you were talking about. So that was an issue. If your Periscope account is linked to Twitter, you can choose to tweet out the live stream to your followers, which I did at the beginning of this stream. And you also need to give your stream a name. So you have to title it. My first Periscope was, I think, called Walking Tybalt. Tybalt, by the way, is the name of my puppy dog. And he is a puppy. And I think that's where 700 of the 800 hearts I have came from. So those hearts really don't belong to me. They belong to Tybalt. And he earned them. So I'm not upset. Once you're ready, you hit the start broadcasting button and you go. That's it. It's streaming. People who follow you on Periscope will get a notification if they have push notifications turned on that you are live. And if you send a message through Twitter, that will get more folks following you and watching you. Now, that also means you'll get notifications when the people you follow go live as well. Those notifications will pop up on your mobile device. Uh, you can open the app and watch and interact at that point. And Periscope can use both the forward-facing and rear-facing cameras on a mobile device. You can switch between the two either by double-tapping on the screen or you can swipe down, which pulls up some settings, and you can change it there. This lets you show people your point of view or pull it back so you can have uh, a camera fa focused on your face so you can address the camera directly. Some other things to keep in mind when you're using Periscope. If you have the location data on your of your phone turned on and you activate that on Periscope, it will show where you are to people who are viewing the stream. Uh, this can be a privacy concern, too. In fact, I think originally it was set on by default. Now it's set off, at least on mine, by default. So if I want to, I could choose that and let people know where I am. But some people have pointed out this could be a privacy concern. Like if you were to broadcast where you were, then that could be a safety issue, depending upon who you are and who's watching. Especially if you're broadcasting from a, your home and you don't generally make that information publicly available. It could be a big issue. Some other things to keep in mind when using Periscope. If you have the location data on your phone uh, turned on and uh, and you don't want people to know exactly where you are, you should switch that off. You should also keep in mind that maybe the neighbors around you don't want the world to know where they live. So just 
courtesy is something that you have to keep in mind. Uh, also, there is a limit on how many people can chat on a stream. Not that I'm ever going to hit that. But once that limit is reached, anyone else trying to chat will see that they can't say anything. They're blocked from chatting. And that's to make sure that the video isn't completely drowned out by chat messages for these super popular feeds, the ones that get millions of hearts in a particular uh, stream. Some other features that are useful on Periscope include the ability to block someone in chat, which is really helpful if you find someone to be particularly annoying. And you can also block someone in general so that they won't see you when you go live from that point forward. Also important if someone's trolling you. Unfortunately, there are a lot of uh, female users who have loved the, the functionality of Periscope, but have received some terrible harassment. And it's a good thing that that feature exists so that they can at least address that themselves. It's unfortunate that it happens, uh, and I certainly hope that all of my Tech Stuff fans are the type who would never do that sort of thing. I'm pretty sure you're not. You always are awesome to me. Running a business is no cakewalk. There is a ton to keep track of. Employees to keep happy, spending to control, travel to plan, and on top of it all, nobody knows exactly what the future holds. Your finance team always has to be ready to change. But with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices. And that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is, experience. And you can finally say goodbye to the costly mistakes and risks that come from manual work and spreadsheets. So, while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. So how does Periscope work? We've got the what it does, but how does it work? Well, not everything's been revealed, but I imagine that it's relying upon a specific protocol. It's called HTTP live streaming, also known as HLS. 
It's kind of a real-time communications protocol, and that allows for the transmission of video streams. Uh, generally speaking, it works by using a very common approach. I mean, it's your basic web server approach. You've got a web server that's designed to distribute video content. So you start broadcasting from your mobile device. The data that you are creating goes out over the network, whether that's a cellular network or a Wi-Fi network. It then travels to the web server, the Periscope web server. The web server then encodes the stream, probably in a H.264 format for the video, and then some standard file format for the audio, MP3 or AC3, something like that. That gets encapsulated by the MPEG-2 transport stream to be carried out to Periscope viewers. And the viewers are using either the app or the browser interface to watch the streams. And these are the clients in the basic, classic server-client relationship. You probably have heard that phrase a thousand times to talk about the Internet. So the client in this case would either be the browser or the app on your smartphone. And typically the client has the resources necessary to assemble the broadcast data, those bits that are coming into the device, into a viewable flow of video. Uh, so on mobile devices, that would be the app. On your laptop, that would be a browser or desktop. I don't know why I just said laptop. I guess I just assume people don't use desktops anymore. Sorry, gamers. I love you. I have a desktop at home, too. As the app becomes more popular, scalability becomes an issue. So as the system gets used more heavily, it can dynamically adjust the quality of the transmitted video. So in other words, if a lot of people are periscoping from a particular location at a time or a lot of people are, are loading up the service, the quality of the video can be downgraded to adjust for that. But obviously that only works for a little while before people start getting upset at the lower quality. So you definitely want to be able to scale up the operation as it gets more popular. Uh, and that can be an issue. Periscope itself is incredibly popular. After 10 days of launch, they had hit a million users. So very popular service. Now, I'm going to wrap this up pretty quickly to talk about how Periscope has become uh, this big popular thing and some of the concerns people have had. So I already mentioned it got really popular really fast and continues to grow. Second, a lot of that growth has been fueled by people in the public eye using it to connect with fans or with an audience. And I'm talking like legit famous people. So uh, they're, they're using it in a way to show behind the scenes on all sorts of operations, sometimes without clearing it with other people first. So if you're an actor and you're in a movie or a TV series and you use Periscope because you think it's a great way to connect with your fan base, that might be true. But you also might be broadcasting stuff that the studio would prefer you not to show the entire world. I appreciate it, but the studio might not. Same thing with writers or really anyone who deals with any, you know, stuff that could be sensitive material. Uh, for instance, here at How Stuff Works, I'm, I'm, since I'm periscoping right now, I wanted to make sure that everyone I came into contact with knew I was periscoping so that they would have the opportunity to put on their best face so that we don't get any moments of someone having a, uh, maybe a moment they don't want broadcast to the entire world. So it's, it's actually requiring us to think about being courteous online. And you don't have to be famous to get a following on Periscope, or at least you don't have to start off being famous to get a following. You could get a big following and become famous that way. A couple people have, actually. 
uh, already, and it's not even that old of an app. Some people are even using it to create live entertainment events. So they're making a like a, almost like a live television show complete with effects and different characters. And it's really incredible to think like it's like the old days of live radio and live TV. Uh, there's something really special about being present when something is happening for real, like when it's happening at that time. And uh, I really love that. It's my favorite. One of my favorite things about live theater. And now it's one of my favorite things about this live streaming. But there is this big concern about privacy. And it's not just about the location data. It's also about those people around you who may not want their faces or voices broadcast to the general public. So personally, what I've I've taken upon myself is when I'm walking through a neighborhood, I, I uh, the second live stream I ever did was my walk to work. So if you got to watch that, boy. It was riveting. And when I would walk through a public space, like a, a little area of Atlanta called Little Five Points, super funky neighborhood, when I was walking through that, I had the camera facing forward, um, uh, as in a rear-facing camera, really, because it was the, the view I had. So you could see the streets. But then I would turn down a neighborhood, and I would reverse the camera view to be on me to protect the privacy of the neighbors. Uh, that's generally what I was doing just as, a, you know, thoughtfulness for them. I hope that that becomes a regular thing for most people. So if I'm in a public space, I'll probably switch the camera to reflect my view of the world. Uh, And if I'm in a space that's not as public, I would have it on me instead. There's also a big concern about piracy. So you probably heard about some of these events. Um, The Periscope CEO has said that Periscope is a pretty terrible tool for piracy because you're getting standard definition video in a little bitty screen. Uh, It's forced in portrait mode. You can't do it in landscape. I mean, you could put the phone sideways in landscape, but if you do that, then everyone else has to turn their device sideways. Anyone watching on the Internet has to like through a browser has to turn their head uh, and all the chat and hearts will come out sideways, too. So not ideal. Uh also, uh, you, you know, you can't really do that according to the terms of service on Periscope. The broadcast of any material that's under copyright is against the term of service and you can be banned as a result of doing that. So not a good idea to do that. Uh, it, it's not a great experience, but there have been some big televised events that have been broadcast over Periscope that kind of raise this question. Big one being the and I'm sure you guys have figured this one out already, the season five premiere of Game of Thrones. Because of course it was. Game of Thrones being an incredibly piratable (laughs) material. Everyone loves to talk about how it's been pirated so many different times. Um, It happened on the season five premiere. It also happened during the Floyd Mayweather fight. That was a, a huge deal where something like 90 different Periscope streams were going out. But Many of them were issued takedown notices, and uh, of the ones that were not, they ended before the fight did, possibly because of hearing about the takedown notices that were going out to other people. So my question for you guys, I'm wrapping this up, is what do you think about live streaming in general? Do you see this as being a new form of entertainment and information, a new way of sharing with friends and family, or is it just the top of egotistical, self-centered obsession like the kind I have in my heart. 
Do you feel that way or do you think that this is something that's really awesome and you look forward to using it either as just a passive viewer or as maybe a broadcaster yourself? I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I would love to hear them. Uh, so if you want to share them with me and you're not on the Periscope stream right now, the best way to do it is to send me an email. And that address is techstuff at howstuffworks.com. Or you can drop me a line on Twitter or Facebook. I hang out at both of those places. The handle you should use is techstuffhsw. And I will talk to you again really soon. thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.